Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast as I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called recovery and restoration. Saints of God, it's good to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. He can and he will recover everything that was lost and stolen from us. And according to his word, which we believe to be true, he not only is capable, but willing and wanting to do it for me and you. So since our God is that kind of God, we ought to learn to let him be that kind of God in the lives of you and me. We ought to learn to let God be who he is. That is a God of recovery and restoration for those of us who are his. Because it's good to know our God is a God of recovery and restoration. But it's even better if we let him be a God of recovery and restoration in our lives. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Second Corinthians chapter 10, let's do three and come down to five. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The flesh ain't your problem. For though we, wa- though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. That ain't where our battle is, it's in the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of God. See, God has already figured out the problem for me and you, and he wants to share it with us. So by his word, so that we can know what's true. God has already figured out what to do to solve the problem for me and you, too. That's why he's sending the word to you, not just to expose the problem, but to eliminate the problem. So it's no longer be a problem to you. So that all those computations and reasonings can no longer be what you're wasting your time doing when you start thinking about what happened to you rather than doing what you ought to be doing. That word reasoning right there is talking about the process of forming conclusions, judgments, or inferences from fact or premises. It is the process of forming conclusions, judgments, or inferences from facts or premises. But the problem with relying on most reasonings is that reasonings don't even require facts in order to come up to the conclusion that Satan wants you to come up to. Reasonings don't even require facts to come up to the conclusions that you, that, that you can come to the conclusion with. Reasons don't require reality to exist. All it reasoning requires is a thought. It doesn't require reality. You can think somebody is against you who loves you and is not against you. You can think somebody is out to get you who is actually trying to help you, but you'll fight them like that. Why? Because you don't have facts to match what you think. You just got a thought that coincides with what you think. And because you have a thought that coincides with what you think, you don't need facts to think it. Does that make sense to anybody in here? That's one of the reasons why you don't slow down, Jack, and be able to understand the facts. That's why God wants to give you his word so God can be able to share with you exactly what it really is so that you can deal with it from the premise of what it really is than what you figure it is and what you reason it to be. See, if any reasoning stands up against what God's word says or if any reason causes you to be able to remain hurt over what happened and didn't happen to you, to remain hurt over what happened and happened to you, 
or didn't happen to you? That reason is from the devil. It's not from God. If a thought is hurting you, it's not from God. If a thought is keeping you from moving forward into what God has in store for you, it's not God. Because God says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as our soul prosper. God says, I delight in the prosperity of my servant. God says, I, God wants these things to be able to happen for you. God wants you to have a good life. And so if anything is hindering you from being able to receive a good life, any figuring, any reasoning that came up that causes that to happen, that's not from God. It's from the devil. That's a reason enough to be able to ignore that reasoning, get rid of that reasoning. But see, the problem is, see, what happened was most of us can't ignore it. We're not mature enough to do that. No attack on anybody. It's just a reality. We're not mature enough to do that. That's one of the reasons why God sends his word. So it can be able to do what it needs to do to be able to make sure that you're no longer operating according to that thought you heard. He sent his word to be able to set you free from that thing that's on the inside of thee. That's trying to keep you from being able to step into the victory that God has already purchased for you. He wants to get rid of it for you. So you don't have to be wrestling with it, dealing with it, struggling with it. You ain't got to be going through all that no more. So that you can be able to rest in the fact that it's already been handled and you can go ahead and think like you ought to think and then move forward into what God has in store for you. Because the solution to your hurt and your harm is not going back and causing it to be changed. It's to change the thought that carried forward because of it. It's to change the thought that carried forward before it. Because it's the thought that's actually walking with you, not the hurt. The hurt already is over. You're being re-hurt by the thought. The thought is re-hurting you over and over again. So what we got to do is get rid of that thought that's hurting you. That's why it said, praise God, read it again, read it again. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Imaginations and every high thing. Now, when it says high thing, that word high thing right there means an elevated thing. It means an elevated thing. So it's talking about anything that has elevated itself higher than it ought to be. Anything that has elevated itself higher than it ought to be, which means a thought might come to your mind about what happened to you at that time that will then try to elevate itself to a position other than what it should be. In fact, will even exalt itself to be as high, if not higher than the word of God to you. To the point that you can't even function according to the word of God no more because this thing has elevated itself to a level that now it is superior to, higher than, and more important than what God said to you. I am, I'm, I'm trying to help up in here. Because sometimes you can find out the truth, but you will ignore the truth because of your feelings. You'll ignore the reality of what God said to you because of that thought that's already on the inside of you that will exalt itself to a position where it says, yeah, that might be true, but... I'm more important. And that thought will then take, take control and you'll agree with it and then it'll be more important. And because that thought now is more important than what God has said to you, it has now nullified the word of God in the middle of your life because now you're relying on and operating based on what, the, what, you, what, what that thought is in you. It uh, exalts itself. Hallelujah. That word high thing also translates, this, you're like this, a barrier. It also translates a barrier. So the high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God becomes a barrier where Satan has placed and established a barrier in your mind to be able to keep you from living a good life that God has for you to live at this time. He's placed a barrier in your mind. It's an elevated thing because it desires to make itself higher and more important and of higher validity than the word of God in order to cause a barrier to occur where you cannot go any further than that barrier. And since it's a high thing, you can't get over it. That's why people keep telling you, just get over it. But you can't get over it. Why? Because of a high thing that's in your head. 
that has elevated yourself itself even above what was just said to the point that you can't look over it. You can't even see over it. You can't even see the wonderful life that's before thee that is sitting right there waiting on thee because it's something has become a barrier in your life and all you see is it. And now you got to deal with it for the rest of the days of your life. But God said, that's all right. Father and son construction company. Beep, beep, beep. It's about to come and bring that wrecking ball and knock that sucker down and get rid of it all so that you can see clearly what God has in store for you. Step over this rubble that used to stop you and move forward into what God has in store for you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. I love that. Praise God. Because see, we're supposed to use the truth that comes from the word of God as a weapon. Hallelujah. That can blow up every lie that the devil drives against me and you. Rocket launcher. And blow holes up in the middle of everything that the devil said to me and you so that we can move forward into what God has in store for me and you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So when the opportunity to be able to live the life that God wants us to live and that barrier tries to rise up to stop me and you, we can blow it up. Praise God and it's gone. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Some try to elevate itself to a higher place in God in your life than the word of God in your life and the opportunities that God places before you in life to live the life and that more abundant that God has in store for you. You can and blow it up and, and move forward. Is that too violent for y'all? Amen. Because it'll exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And when the saddest part about it, we'll help it. Because we'll agree with it, we'll, 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 we'll get, get some other thoughts to be able to join along with it, and we'll be you know, all in with it. But no, it's time for us to be able to leave that thing alone. Yeah. Now, in order to experience the recovery and the restoration that God has for us, we have to learn to cast down any imagination and any thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We've got to learn to cast it down. That says, any thought that says that we can't have what God says that we can have, or God says that what we're going to already get, what God has already told us we're going to get something. But then the thought is in the way. And then therefore, because we have that thought in the way, we can't have the faith that we're supposed to have on that day to be able to receive the thing that he's bringing our way. Any thought that says that we won't achieve what it is that God told us we're going to achieve when God has already told us we're going to achieve it. And God ain't never lied about nothing. Hey, man. But yet at the same time, there's something that's in the way. And it's that thought, that lying thought that's barricading the way. But God will make sure it doesn't remain. And he'll give you the ability to be able to do what you need to do, to be able to make sure that that thought does not continue to impede you. Verse 5, say, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity add thought to the obedience of Christ. Bringing into captivity add thought into the obedience of captivity. How many thoughts? Add thought. Add single one of them. You can bring them into captivity. That's shouting ground. Because for some of us, Satanists take decades to be able to move and relocate all kind of thoughts in our head. Praise God. We got whole communities over there. Praise God. We got subdivisions and whole communities up inside of our head that stops us from receiving what God said. But God said, that's all right. He got something that's going to be able to allow us to be able to bring into captivity every thought and bring it into obedience of what it is that God said. Because, see, the thought's going to be there. Somebody say the thought's going to be there. The thing, and one of the reasons why the thought's is going to be there, let me, let me nail that down real quick, is because it has already hit your head. And so, because it already hit your head, it's going to stay there. 
It's there. It's there. You, your mind is a magnificent thing. It actually remembers everything. There's nothing that your mind doesn't remember. Once the impression has been made, it touches cells that are in your head. And it imprints upon those cells what it saw, what it heard, or what you said. It'll imprint upon it, and it's there forever now. That's why you can be sitting down, minding your own business, eating a tuna fish taco. Praise God. And then, all of a, and then all of a sudden, a thought comes back to your mind about something that was said long, long, long time. You can remember things. In fact, it's even been proven that people can, if, if, they, if, they, if, they, if their mind operates the way it's designed to do, you can even remember thoughts and things that occurred while you was in your mama's womb. It's deep. God designed the mind to be magnificent because the memory of the just is blessed. You can remember everything. It's in there. Let me do it that way. You, it's in there. And so you can't get rid of the thought. But what you can do is bring it into captivity. You can't get rid of the thought, but you can bring it into captivity. See, the thought that keeps exalting itself in your life has to be brought into captivity. The word captivity right there means to make it captive, to make it captive, to make captive. That means it's not going to come voluntarily. I said, that means it's not going to come voluntarily. So if you think it's just a matter of you saying, well, thought, I don't want to think you no more. And they'd be like, okay. You'd be like, well, see ya. You'd be like, okay. Don't bother me no more. Okay. No, you got to bring it into captivity. Hey, Amen. When some, sometimes when police arrest the people, they cooperate. Sometimes when people arrest the people, they don't cooperate. Hey, Amen. And then usually somebody standing there with a phone only takes the picture of the part where they didn't cooperate and they bust them upside their head or slammed them down to the ground. You didn't see all the stuff that happened before that. And we think that was, that was just police brutality. You didn't see how they were swinging on them, jumping on them, doing everything else before the end of stuff when they finally just finally knocked them out. And these thoughts, they're not going to go down easy, especially since they've been controlling for years. And they're going to like, look, this is my territory. I run this. This is my toy toy. I run this. But you have to remember, we learned last time, you got to get thuggish. Something got to rise up on the inside of you to be like, oh, no, the devil is a liar. You might have ran for a while, but you ain't running no more. It's my hood. This, all this up in here. This is my hood now. This, is anybody working with me up in here? Because part of the recovery that's going to come is part of our minds. We're going to bring it into captivity. In fact, it also translates lead into captivity. Lead into captivity. See, the lying thoughts that Satan placed on the inside of me and you to be able to block and stop God's promises from being manifested in the lives of me and you so that we don't believe what it is that God said is true is to be led away from its strategic place. It's to be led away from its strategic place. For instance, praise God, if this powerful young man right here, praise God, was blocking the pathway for this powerful young man right here, Praise God. And this powerful young man was going right that direction. But if this person would block him and keep him from going in that direction, praise God. Then see, as long as that thought is there, then it's going to continue to block the ability for it to go because it can't go no further. But God's going to send a word that's going to bring into captivity what it is that God has said and lead it away. So that it is still in your head, but it's been restrained from messing with you like it used to. Now I can't block nothing. So now when the promises of God try to come into your life and that thought try to rise up, God gave you a word that's going to bring it back into, into captivity 
to be able to control it. Y'all give them both a hand, please. God's going to give you a word that's going to control that thought when that thought rises up. Because that thought is going to rise up. It's been doing it for years, decades. It's going to rise up. But that ain't the problem. The thing is, will you allow the word of God to do what it's designed to do so it can bring into captivity that thought that's on the inside of you? Is anybody hearing me? See, once the lie has been led away, then there's no thought left to stop you from believing and receiving what God has in store for you that day. Once it has been led away, then there's nothing stopping you from receiving what God has in store for you that day. Which you can now step into the open door just like that powerful young man did. He stepped into the open door that God has in store for him. Whether you know it or not, you were stepping into an open door right then. Praise God. You're going to see later what it was. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. See, there's nothing that's going to be stopping you from being able to enter into the benefits of all the, uh, all the grace that God poured into the middle of your life. You can now have the benefit of everything that it is that he ingratiated and placed in the middle of your life. Why? Because we bring the, th- the thought into captivity. But it didn't just say in the captivity. Listen to it again. Verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of Christ. Now that word obedience right there means compliance or submission. Compliance or submission compliance or submission, which means every thought which tries to bring the hurt back to you. We have the ability through the word of God to make it captive and bring it into compliance with the word of God. Bring it into compliance with the word of God. Where every memory that tries to get us to to relive and what happened to us or didn't happen to us, so that it can then re-stir up all the hurt and the pain that previously happened to us. We have to bring that thought into captivity and bring it into submission to the word of God. Where's his submission? See, when I led him away, he was in submission to me because he had to agree with me and go in the direction I wanted to do because I was able to put force on him in such a way as I could make him go in the direction I wanted him to do. And see, that thought that's there has to be made to go in a particular way where, 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 where's now, let me rephrase. The thought used to make your thinking go in a particular way. That's the way I'm going to say it. The thought made your thinking go in a particular way because there was nothing controlling that thought. And that thought would make you think what it wanted you to think. But now that that thought rises up and now you have a thought that's strong enough to be able to make that other thought submit to it. Because remember, it's trying to exalt itself and rise above what it is that God said. But yet God's going to give you a thought that's going to allow it to be able to bow its knee to what God said. So that at that point, it's no longer any difficulty to you. See, God wants to eliminate Satan's works in the middle of your life. Yes, he does. Turn to 1 John chapter 3. God wants to eliminate Satan's work in your life because he's been working on you. He's been working on you. Showing up to work. He's been working on you. That's all, everybody say, that's all right. That's all right. Say, I got something for him, too. Amen. He has something for you. That's all right. I got something for you. See, I grew up in the hood. We used to say, you know, you got you to you bring, you bring some. See, I knew there was a lot of hood people up in here. Praise God. Amen. You got to bring some to get some. Is anybody hearing me up in here? First John chapter 3. We're going to look at Jesus' purposes. One of Jesus' purposes. 
one of Jesus' purpose, not one, all of them. In fact, every time Jesus states his purpose it's, it, or his purpose is stated, it'll say it as though that's the only one. But you got to get all of them. That's why you always got to learn all of the word of God and pull it all together to find out all of his purposes because he had more than one purpose. Praise God. Here's one of them right here. First John chapter three, verse eight. It says, he that committed sin is of the devil for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested. Now he's telling you this is the purpose right here. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil destroy the works of the devil. See, Jesus came to be able to destroy the works of the devil. All the work that he did to be able to place the thoughts inside of you, build strongholds, whole cities and stuff all up on the inside of you. Jesus said, I came to destroy it. I come to take it out. I come to tear it down. I come to demolish it. I came to be able to bring it into captivity. I came to be able to make sure it don't run nothing in you no more. I came to destroy it. Now, this word destroy right here means loosen or to untie, to loosen or to untie. See, Satan has us bound up by the thoughts of what happened to me and you. He has us bound up by the thoughts of what happened to me and you. Some of us have been bound up so long, we don't even see it wrong that we bound up anymore. In fact, we're so comfortable in our being bound that we think that's the way it's supposed to be as we walk around. But God said, I'm about to loose you and let you go. In such a way, there's going to be almost a freeing on the inside of you. I heard you, Lord. For some of you, it's almost going to sound like a pop happened. And as soon as there's a pop, that binding is going to stop. But it's going to be a, a freeing that's going to happen on the inside of you. Where it's going to, something's going to loosen on the inside of you. Why? Because Satan has us bound up by the thoughts of what happened to me and you. We think about what happened to me and you. And it's almost like it ties it tighter with every time we think about what happened to me and you. We all bound up so that we can't live the life that God desires us to be able to live. All bound up. You might have had some fool leave you. You might have had some fool jam you. But notice that that's what they did. They ain't got nothing to do with you. But yet now you got all jacked up over that. And now God trying to bring you a, a, a restoration. He's trying to bring you recovery. He's trying to bring something better your way. He's trying to bring double for your trouble. Praise God. And that's what he's trying to bring your way. But you can't deal with it because of how bound up you are. Because you think about what happened to you, and then there's another, I ain't letting myself open to no other daddy dog like that. Well, that ain't no daddy dog right there. That's a gift from God coming your way. Matthew, gift of God. It's on the way. Hallelujah. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Hallelujah. But because we're all bound up, we can't even receive it. Amen. God trying to give you a job, told you where to go, who told you where to put in an application or send a resume so that he can be able to get you hired. But you think, like, man, they don't want me. Ain't nobody wanted me in the past. I tried it before. <laughs> See, all bound up and stuff like that because somebody else told you no. Does that make sense up in here? When he says send it, just send it. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I don't qualify to them, but to you, but to God you will. Amen. Hallelujah. He'll teach you what you need to know. Satan has us bound up by thoughts. But by loosening and breaking up this work, these works that Satan has put on the inside of me and you, God can then render harmless and ineffective the things that Satan did to me and you. Harmless and ineffective, which is another thing that that word destroy also translates. To render harmless and ineffective. That's what God wants to do. He wants to render things harmless and ineffective in your life. Because remember, I told you they would still be there. Didn't I say that? Didn't I say that? But yet now they're harmless, meaning that they cannot and will not hurt you anymore. They're there, but they ain't hurt you no more. 
Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I know it's blessing me, and I hope it's blessing you too. Finding out that recovery and restoration is something that our God is willing and wanting to do for me and you, including the recovery and restoration of our health. I'm glad to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration, and I'm even more glad that I've learned to let Him be a God of recovery and restoration in my life. I hope all of you are doing the same thing too. He wants to, and He's willing to do it for you and me too. Let's let Him do it. We'll be even more blessed than we already are if we do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road, San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, Come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, no problem. We'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up at your home, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.